Blog Talk Radio. the chilling from the sea islands and all around the world and thing like that. It was so glad that that hunter to tune in one more again for We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, where we the key up listening to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. And this your voice for Hunter the Yeti to do this your thing? The Queen Quet, head on the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation, so glad he for still be hostess of this your Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio station. You know, every Monday when we to do this your thing and thing like that, when I ain't there upon the Gullah Geechee land and legacy tour, so that's how coming from the Yeti, me, and the Yeti, me last money. That's because I've been out in Minnesota and thing like that, the crack with the, with the people in person. So this your week, in honor to all of them, we've been to Gwine, Westwood. When we the crack with the now, they call them Seminole and thing like that, call them Buffalo Soldier and thing like that. We want to dedicate this program to all the men and women in the Lichila. Where we going on, Jonah? Somebody want choice? The rest of people gone because they've been in a rut. The rest of people went going because the man's in the council. So we want to dedicate this program to them this evening. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Now, I'm going to tell them why I dedicate them this year. And then this evening and thing like that. Let me correct my teeth the rest of the week. So all the hundred children with D.R. Jonah. Yeah, I'll stand and all stand. Women to crack my teeth about and thing like that this evening. I'm so glad that we the D.R. Pony and thing like that. And one more again during the time like this year. 
And this year, been the time right after we called Tourism Week. And I've been out on the Gullah Geechee Land Legacy Tour and been out west. That's why I want to dedicate them this evening and things like that. So all of you people who have been going west. And so I want to crack my teeth so that all the other rest of the children will be out west and up north and things like that. And I'm going to me and things like that. I never yet this year before. No. Y'all stop. So this is Queen Quet, Chiefess and Head of State for the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad to be right back here on Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. We show. And so definitely it is a blessing to be back on our historic sea islands just in time for Gullah Geechee Viking Beauty, which will happen on Saturday from 10 to 3 on historic St. Helena Island and will also be the day that we will launch the Gullah Geechee TV and Movie Club at noon at the St. Helena Branch Library here on St. Helena Island. We'll start off with the documentary Reconstruction. We'll show the first hour and a half of the Reconstruction video because three hours, and then the next one we'll be showing the second part. But we will also have the filmmakers of Black Beach, White Beach. So at 2.30 at the St. Helena Branch Library, we will show Black Beach, white, which will be the time we will all come together wrapping up our first Gullah Geechee bike and beauty here on historic St. Helena Island. Well, it's interesting to me to have this opportunity to do this broadcast right now in the midst of this month. May is a month that has so many things going on, people launching into spring, people celebrated May Day, people celebrated Cinco de Mayo. Well, interestingly enough, in South Carolina and the other Carolinas, and I'm sure Georgia and Florida as well, participate in what they call National Tourism Week, which happened last week. Well, in the midst of the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Tour, I made some various stops in different cities, and as I like to call it, played tourists in those towns, in those cities, to see what other people had of interest going on in regard to their culture and their cultural story and their legacy. And it was always interesting whenever I travel because I seek out the African story wherever I go in the world. I seek out where there are people of African descent. I seek out who are the indigenous peoples of a particular town, city, country ahead of time to see if there are ways in which I can connect with them when I arrive on their land because I want to know their story. And as much as I love museums, as much as I love libraries and going into archives, I know how colonized those places and those spaces are. So that's why I try to do my own research in advance, but then when I arrive there, I seek out the places that the people themselves own and if they tell me, well, we don't really own no place, well, then where do you hang out? Where y'all gather at? Where am I at, I? So that this way I can go there and hear from the people themselves what their lives truly are like. Not what the Chambers of Commerce, the Parks, Recreation, and Tourism, the National Parks, the National Trust. Somebody else wants to sell to me of this latest museum in town want to convince me is all that there is. Because more often than not, what they're trying to tell me is all that there is 
is barely, barely the tip of the iceberg in terms of what the real legacy and the story has been. The majority of the places that people go to and visit throughout the world, they do it because nowadays they get on the Internet before they had travel agents. Some people still do have travel agents, and some organizations still have travel agents. But people will go ahead and they'll look at things and they'll say, well, oh, you know, this is a place I'd like to go visit. And when they decide on the place, it's based on photographs. It's based on some type of marketing material. And they don't often stop to question who put that material together. So they don't recognize and realize that it's highly unlikely that if this is what you would call an off-the-beaten-path story or to some people an obscure story or something unique, it's not going to be in a sleek brochure, and it's highly unlikely that they're going to have a major website that's being advertised on bulletin boards as you come down the main interstate for you to arrive there. In fact, you might see a little hand-painted sign on the side of a country road that just says, turn here for our museum, all right? Those are the kind of places I like to find. And usually I find them en route to what is being sold to you by those who have taken over the storyline and want to project it in a certain way. So due to the enslavement and the continued attempts at re-enslavement and disenfranchisement of native Gullah Geechee from the coastal region from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. The major bodies like South Carolina Parks, Recreation, and Tourism, for instance, the Chambers of Commerce in any one of the towns or counties, because even now they have gotten to the point where you have competing Chambers of Commerce. And so... Here it is, any of them, and I, I didn't say what kind of chamber of commerce, so you can add any adjective in the front of it that you want to. There's no need to email me and ask me, am I excluding any of them? No, I mean any kind of organization by any group that says blank chamber of commerce. Okay, all of them I've found, whether they are people of color or not, have become exploitive of Gullah Geechee culture to the exclusion of native Gullah Geechis, of course, okay, let me put that together, because usually the exploitation is the exclusion, because what happens is those particular groups want to benefit from the money. They want to benefit from telling a certain story that they can control, and they want to promote their membership and getting more membership within their group. But that has little to nothing to do with then trying to ensure cultural continuation because museumization of culture and commodification of culture is connected to the appropriation of culture. So when these people come into the community and they find out what is selling, what's the hot item, if that is the culture, they then, especially if they're people of African descent, suddenly over time you'll find that they say, well, my life amongst the Gullahs, or I live with the Gullah Geechee, or I'm married to a Gullah Geechee, or I was dating a Gullah Geechee, or I felt led to be around the Gullah Geechees, and now 20, 30 years later, I'm a Gullah Geechee. I know I'm one because um, uh, my great-great-grandma lied 
okay, they found that people, as they got wiser about what they call heritage tourism, people started to question the validity of whether or not the people, just because they were quote-unquote black, just because they were people of African descent, whether they were natives or not. And it first started off with people asking people, well, speak Gullah for me. So they couldn't throw them down like a dish and thing like that. They don't automatically think that so they ain't been a cracky teeth with some of we. But some of us who are native Gullah Gijas have been so assimilated, we don't know Gullah. Or you've been in a part of a family that they didn't speak Gullah fluently. So you might know Geechee, but you don't know Gullah. So it's not fair to do this type of test on people and think, or will sporadically jump up and start speaking Gullah for you. The majority of people will tell you, Queen Quake can do that switch on, switch off. I can't do all that code switching. If I do it, I just go into it naturally, but I do not do it on command or demand. And a lot of people come into our community basically demanding that we put on a show for them. You wouldn't like it if I showed up at your door and just said, sing for me, dance for me whether I know if you could sing or dance or not. So we've got to respect that. And I think that these are things that are not part and parcel to what happens when people engage in what they now call heritage tourism, which is a shortening of what was first being called cultural heritage tourism. And as it's been defined, it's a branch of tourism oriented towards the cultural heritage of a location where tourism is occurring. It's traveling to experience the places and activities that authentically represent the stories and people of the past. Now, I don't agree that it should be about representing people of the past, but largely that's what heritage tourism is, according to the U.S. National Trust for Historic Preservation, wherein others would argue that cultural heritage tourism is traveling to experience the places and activities that authentically represent the stories and people of the past and the present. Now, you want to experience the story. Who better to tell you the story than the people who lived the story, their parents and grandparents who've lived the story and may still be living the story, and then those who have a vision for the future story that their community will tell because this is their community, this is their culture, this is their living, breathing heritage. This is what runs fast through their veins. This is their DNA. So who, for tell her about who, you know, anything like that, okay then. So now, with the Gullah Geechee, it's best that you learn about us from us, not from scholars who actually often get paid by grants that can also be given through the same agencies that the colonizers operate in order to make sure that when a report is provided back to them, they then have the rights to that report and can utilize it in other reports that they would put forth, as well as in exhibitions that they would put forth. So, Someone may very well be very well-meaning. You may have a scholar who really delves deep, goes out, does oral history interviews, actually wants to work with and in the community, and wants to make sure the community is respected, but then they get bound by contract, or when they turn in their report, maybe it's a 100-page report, but as far as that particular chamber of commerce, that particular museum, that particular individual who's going to make up a brochure is concerned, there's only a page or two of paragraphs that we want to use, and that's the early story of cattle enslavement and cotton and, of course, rice. 
And we're not going to talk about Gullah Geechee culture. We're going to call it rice culture. And then scholars start to then quote things from tourism materials as they analyze these materials and then present them in conferences. So others will hear quotations, and sometimes they're being sarcastic about it, but sarcasm falls on deaf ears with some people. They can't recognize it from when you're actually very serious about it. If you're being facetious, they don't grasp that. So when people use these quotes, if they don't go through a whole litany of educating these people on how this is erroneous or how this is unacceptable in terms of the way that people are portrayed here, then they don't grasp that that's what the person's getting at. They just feel, oh, look at the quote. Oh, look, so that can be anybody. That's different than saying Gullah Geechee culture, and it's different than saying traditional Gullah Geechee culture versus a modernized or assimilated version thereof that's being redefined and defined and defined and defined by people individually all the time or by particular groups because their nonprofit organization also depends on those grants, also depends on the scholarship money, oh, depends on chambers of commerce, ATAX money. So therefore, if they want them to water down their festivals, if they want them to not talk about the human rights part of the Gullah Geechee, let's not talk about the harshness of enslavement. Let's kind of just do the song. How about y'all do the shout? How about y'all do the spirituals? And then how about y'all cook food? If we could just stick to that in your festivals and in your presentations, then it's fine. And if you do want to do a symposium during your event or any type of panel discussion, why don't we let those scholars from University X be the ones that help you to tell this story because they've written books about your people. So here... In lies the problem. When we start to talk about scholars, tourism, and Gullah Geechee dollars, tourism, scholars, and Gullah Geechee dollars, the dollars end up in the pockets of the people of the institutions and academia, they end up in the pockets of the people running the nonprofits, whether those be festivals or museums, any others. They end up being tied together and bound by the parameters set by the governmental entities, and I mean the U.S. federal governmental entities and certain international governmental entities as well that they get money from, like World Banks and IMF and so on, that dictate to them, this is how we want this written. This is really the outcome that we want from this report. Now you can go write it. So the writing becomes a perfunctory exercise. But when you finish with it, what's our product? Our product will be a video where we need to have people who are either actors or actresses, or even if we do get natives, we just want some people who are actors and actresses or will act according to a script that we give them to promote people coming to our state, staying in the hotels that are not Gullah Geechee owned, eating in restaurants that are not Gullah Geechee owned, but at least on the brochure, we'll put a sweet grass basket or a sweet grass imagery around it, um, especially when we make a meme to put on Facebook and on our social media. And then we'll put on our menu things and we'll name them dishes that we think the Gullah Geechee people would eat or that they cook, but they're not actually native Gullah Geechee cooks in that kitchen. We have chefs from Cordon Bleu and other people like that, not that there aren't Gullah Geechees that went there as well, 
but this is who we're going to put there. And then we're going to say to you that this plate of grits now is $30 because, you know, you're eating it downtown here where we now have it all packaged nicely. You came to the festival, you stay in our hotel, and now you eat in our little bistro or cafe that has the ethnic designs on the wall because we bought some paintings from some of their native artists and hung it on the wall. But those paintings now don't speak. But if you met the artist that painted them, he or she does. And they could tell you why they started to paint, to give a look into their cultural community, not realizing that that look wasn't enough. We now were going to need a voice for that cultural community to say that Gullah Geechee people have the right to have a large percentage of the two. Point one billion with a B dollar tourism industry of the United States. That's not global. The United States tourism industry is a two point one billion dollar industry. And many people when they come to the Gullah Geechee Nation feel that by staying in a resort in a gated area that they have somehow contributed to the Gullah Geechee Nation. They feel like if they pay the admission to a festival, whether that festival is really Gullah Geechee owned or not, because many festivals no longer, even if they started off, are not owned by the Gullah Geechee Nation and the people who started it. They have sold those festivals over to the towns. You need to pay attention to who the sponsor locals are on these people's things. And then that will tell you a great deal. Look and see who's actually funding it. Who do they list as the sponsor? Those are the ones who tell them what to do. That's where the money has to flow back to as well. So here it is that when this money goes in, a list of dictates comes out, and then they have to construct a cultural activity to appeal to the tourists. This is also palatable to scholars because there are a tremendous amount of people, I use the word scholar loosely there, there are a tremendous amount of people who come out of academia to festivals, sit in the audience, or want to go around the tape recorder, a video device, now they phone your iPads, record some of us presenting at these events, or even strangers that are not Gullah Geechee. They're just performers. They may be from the motherland. They may be from Brooklyn. They may be from anywhere else. But if they see that they look, quote, unquote, black, then they say, well, oh, these are native Gullah Geechees. I saw them. This is what they did. This is what they do. Uh, they were dancing. They had these colors on, so this must have been a ritual. They don't ask a question. Or if they come and they want to interview people, they want to do a 5, a 10, a 15-minute interview with you at a festival. How in-depth is that going to be? And then you go and maybe talk to 10, 20 people because then when you go back to your university, you will say, well, when you write this up, you transcribe what people said, or you put together the video, if that's the outcome, the product that you need to turn in at the university, you'll say, well, I spent time interviewing Gullah Geechee. Not all the people you spoke to was Gullah Geechee because most of the real Gullah Geechee's probably wouldn't even talk to you because they would have wanted to know why you at a festival while we try and enjoy ourselves or just to relax and be entertained by these same people ourselves. Why would you want to talk to me here? 
Why don't you meet me down that dirt road over yonder and things like that? When I've been a gwine out, you're on a fan clothes on the line. Well, I never did when I've been a client out the creek with the cars and things like that. And then you could have crack on the teeth with me about what we to do for truth. And then I don't know what he would be. Then I don't know what he would be. And so when people are in the midst of being entertained, they are relaxing. They're not necessarily in the mindset of analysis and providing you with scholarly backgrounds about the things that you're going to do. But people turn around and they can write it and write it in a manner that fits within the wording, the vocabulary of their field. And then these papers become books, and these books become the things sold in the gift shops all throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation, even if they're ghost story books, even if they're nothing but lies about what herbs it is that we use, even if it is negative things that people are putting forth, saying that this is what our culture lacks, uh, who we're not, uh, or things of that nature. These are the types of things that many people sell in bookstores and gift shops up and down the Gullah Geechee Nation because this colonial mindset of, well, we don't have to get things from the natives because it doesn't fall within the box and the parameters that we want. So we'll write our own or we'll take it from these university presses because it has to be right because it's coming from a university press. No, it doesn't because they pressed out the truth. They've ironed it out to make it look the way that they want it to look. But maybe that's not a particular piece of fabric you need to be ironing. Maybe that's one you just shake out and hang it on the line, let the breeze blow through it, because the truth and the life comes with that breeze. So here it is that as I reflected on this amount, $2.1 billion, as I reflected on the thousands of people that travel like I do, the tens of thousands, the hundreds of thousands, the millions of people around the world that travel and get to go places beyond what they would call a staycation, beyond their neighborhood, beyond their town, past their island, that get to go somewhere that you literally need to pack up, go and have identification to go and have a little cash, little shiny thing in Hunter Pocket and things like that and go. I thought about all of the things that have gone on over this 20-year journey of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition to enlighten people on the places that are literally owned and operated by native Gullah Geechees, the events that many used to be, and I can't say that they are now, um, start founded by, I can still say that, but not owned and operated by native Gullah Geechees. We have a lot of festivals that at one point I could say, yeah, those are native Gullah Geechees running that. I can't say that for a number of them now because they have turned them over, like I said, to the towns, and they've done it because over time they owed these people. Well, we owe our ancestors. As leaders of the Gullah Geechee Nation, we owe our ancestors. We owe God first and foremost to tell the truth and do things as unto God. So not to steer the tourists wrong, simply to pick their pockets of money. I had someone who, if I called their name, y'all all would say, oh, of course I've heard of him, that said very clearly he only put out a book because he got tired of answering people's questions for free. So now he tells them, well, you can pay $20 for this book and get the answers. Now, the answers to all the questions about what Gullah Geechee is or is not in that book, no, they're not. 
very few real answers are in there, actually. And here it is. That's what this individual said because they got inundated so often with people wanting to know who we beat on you. So I wanted to make sure as we continued this journey and all these celebrations in May, like I said, folks already have celebrated a number of things because we are already midway through this month. I made sure that on com, and if you are not a follower of our blog, which is our official website, go to com. G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E, C-H-E-E, there's no I in Geechee if it a we, ain't no I in Geechee. Nation, N-A-T-I-O-N dot C-O-M. All right, GullahGeecheeNation.com. If you start to follow our blog, you'll see at the top that we do have a link for Gullah Geechee events. You will notice that if you click that link, I have an article there now, which is Gullah Geechee Beyond Tourism Week, Beyond Tourism Week in the Gullah Geechee Nation, it's entitled. And you'll see an image of myself and Reverend Hodges standing outside of the first Gullah Geechee Visitor Center to exist in world history. That visitor center sits at Boundary Street, 1902 Boundary Street in Beaufort, 1908 Boundary Street in Beaufort, South Carolina, here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Now, that is a place in a space that has some other local tourism things in it that may not be from natives of Gullah Geechee Nation. I saw a couple of folks that stopped in there and also left some of their rack cards in there that are not native Gullah Geechees by far. But the materials, the books, the images in there, the paintings, the various things in there. You have Geechee Naturals products. You have DVDs in there. A lot of these things that are in there, the majority of them, I would say 99.5% of what is in there is Gullah Geechee made. And there's literature and information and resources for you to learn about who we be done you. So that is the first stop. Anywhere that you want to go in the Gullah Geechee Nation, you can stop. If you say, well, GullahGeecheeNation.com, I use my first stop. That's perfect. Or you say, well, I follow at Gullah Geechee. I follow you all on Twitter, and I use what events you all tweet. Excellent job. Okay? If you say, well, yeah, I follow you on Twitter, I follow you on Instagram, or I go to www.GullahGeechee.net to the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, which is also sponsored this radio program. All right? And I email G-U-L-L. G-E-E-C-O at A-O-L dot com from there to find out where to go. Excellent starting points. Any of those can be your starting point. But if you're physically coming here and you haven't yet done all of that, I hope you've done one of the above, and then you come down, go to the Gullah Geechee Visitor Center. Don't just automatically assume that whatever you got from the visitor center or the tourism centers before you came down or that you got on I-95 is going to be the accurate material that you want, even if it says something about Gullah Geechee heritage on the outside because a lot of those brochures that are are put out by chambers and those chambers are not putting everything about native Gullah Geechees in there. And what they do have in there is usually something that they copied from something that the Anglo Chamber wrote about us as well. So you have all of these things that are just a plethora of inaccuracy. So you may be sent to a place because 
there's a sweetgrass basket on the brochure. But when you get there, you think that you're going to meet sweetgrass makers. There are no sweetgrass makers there. They just thought that that was iconic to the area, so they used it. And they may have a sweetgrass basket on in a case. They may have one on a table, things like that. That doesn't mean that you're going to actually meet people who make what it is that you're seeking and then dialogue with them. A place where you can do that, though, is the St. Helena Island Community Market. This happens on St. Helena Island, South Carolina, in Beaufort County, South Carolina. The Visitor Center is in the city of Beaufort, in the county of Beaufort, South Carolina. I know that's confusing. And in Kalikichi Nation. And then you take two bridges over and you're on St. Helena Island. The first and third Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., excluding July, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., the first and third Saturdays, you can come out to the St. Helena Community Market, you can meet native Gullah Geechies, and you can purchase items that most of the items in that market people make or they grow because you can also buy food and vegetables and fruits and all kinds of things as well as clothing, books, CDs, DVDs, dolls, all kinds of good stuff. You can buy things for the household that are made from local wood products made by people here. You can buy crab traps, have one made right in front of you, in fact, right there, and then go on over yonder and get some, some fried fish and things for Nampon if that gets you excited about some seafood. And so there are a number of different activities that are going to be going on at the St. Helena Island Community Market throughout this year, including, once again, this coming Saturday, May 20th is going to be Gullah Geechee Bike and Beauty, and followed by that in the Dr. Martin Luther King Park. We're all going to rev up and roll out down the road to the landmark historic St. Helena Library for the showing of Black Beach, White Beach, which is a documentary about how people have tried to shut down Black Bike Week that takes place in Atlantic Beach, which is a chartered town of the Gullah Geechee Nation, meaning it's a black township, but they didn't ever try to shut down Bike Week which is interracial, but primarily Anglo, that happens in Myrtle Beach, which is right next door, okay? So you get to see this, that story. Then on June 3rd, they're going to have the Sea Island Sound celebration, which will feature Gwen Vett and also Mahogany, two of our local singers and songstresses, and they'll both be releasing new material during that time. Gwen Yvette has Love, Dreams, and Visions, her CD. Many of you who've come to the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival last year got to see her and her group live, and she finally is going to be releasing her CD the following week. On June the 9th, she will release Love, Dreams, and Visions, but she's going to give a little sneak preview at the Sea Island Sound Celebration on June the 3rd, and Mahogany is going to also be presenting some wonderful material that she has out that's new as well. And then on June 17th, we have the Juneteenth Celebration of Freedom, which will also be held at the St. Helena Island Community Market. Then in September, we will have the first Gullah Geechee Gold Rice Festival. So happy, got back off the tour. The flyers were sitting right there at my door for me to see. And so when you get to come down to St. Helena Island, do not miss going into the St. Helena Branch Library because the St. Helena Branch Library is a landmark, an international landmark library. The community, the native Gullah Geechee's actually created that library. 
designed the library. That is why it is Gullah Geechee. It is also Gullah Geechee because Gullah Geechee people's taxes of Beaufort County alone, other folks, they pay for it. So it gives you an opportunity to come there and we want you to support it and make contributions there and donations to the library for the Gullah Geechee collection of the St. Helena Branch Library. And if you come in, we have a reconstruction room, and we have the only Gullah Geechee room in the world. We have a community room, and that's where we're going to close out from the Gullah Geechee TV and Movie Club launch on this coming Saturday, starting at noon, with Reconstruction, the Second Civil War, which is coming straight out of the Gullah Geechee Al-Kabulan archive. And then we're going to have a little break so that people can come back up to the corner, get some food, do some other things, and then... The next film will start at 2.30, Black Beach, White Beach, with the filmmakers being here. Then we have a number of other activities that go on that are Gullah Geechee related, but not necessarily at Gullah Geechee-owned places. But if you come out to the Gullah Geechee International Music and Movement Festival the first weekend in August, and if you want more details on that and to even get your tickets, as I mentioned to you, if you go to Gullah Geechee Nation. Dot com. I'm on it right now. If you look over in the side margin on the right for all of these different activities, you'll see a buy tickets link. And you can click on those links. And many of these events are actually free. So when it says buy tickets, you may not actually have to pay for it. We just would love for you to click those links so that at least you're then entered into our database if you are coming. And that way any updates and any goodies, that we got to tell you about, you also get a direct email. And something that you do need to buy tickets for, and we hope that you will, is our Gullah Low Country Dinner Theater, which is a Harriet Tubman Monument fundraiser, which is going to take place Gullah Festival weekend, Friday, May the 26th, from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. at the Tabernacle Baptist Church in downtown Beaufort. And so you can purchase tickets for that dinner theater, which is $20, it's a donation that will go into the Harriet Tubman Monument, which we will then do the groundbreaking ceremony for on Saturday, May 27th at 10 a.m. at Tabernacle. You can go to Tabernacle to purchase tickets. You can go to Live Benson's Art Gallery, which is right at the corner of Charles Street and Bay Street in Beaufort, or you can go to the Gullah Geechee Visitor Center, or just go to Eventbrite, and you can get directly to those tickets if you go to GullahGeecheeNation.com and you look at the little link for buy tickets. You can click on there, thank you, thank you, the hundred children were done, buy them. So you get dinner, and I am actually going to present a new production called Hallelujah Harriet, Mother Moses and the Gullah Geechee. Many of you know that I worked with Underground, and that is not the reason that I'm doing this. I have my own personal relationship with this journey of my whole life and why I'm connected to Harriet Tubman and the Underground Railroad. And that's what I think led to me working on the, the award-winning television show, Underground. And so we have a number of wonderful activities that are going on that are community-led, community-sponsored. The money from it goes right back into the Gullah Geechee community. So here where we have this Harriet Tubman Monument, Gullah Low Country Dinner coming up here in May. Later on in July, we have a Gullah Geechee Down Home Party with the legendary Archie Bell. Yes, Mr. Tighten Up. 
Yes, my name is Archie Bell, and these are the Drells, all right, from Houston, Texas. All right, yes, him. And so he's going to be back on Historic St. Helena Island at the Gullah Geechee Owen Touch of Class Convention Center. That's on St. Helena Island. That's going to be the 4th of July weekend, so July 1st and 2nd. And then at the end of July, we always have that last Saturday in July, the launch day for Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, and we launch it at the Gullah Geechee Family Day at Mosquito Beach. This year, we're moving over to Island Breeze. So if you've been coming for the last couple of years, it's our third year. We've been kind of making our way down Mosquito Beach to the different businesses along our little strip there, the little peninsula that sits out there in the water itself as Mosquito Beach. And so this year we're going to be right at Island Breeze. And it is a family event, so you can bring the children and everything out to Mosquito Beach. Now, you can't be bringing them churn up in there with the legendary Archibello, all right? All right, y'all understand? Okay. And so... Well, all these things, if you continue to follow Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, GullahGeecheeNation.com, Geechee on Twitter and on Instagram, you see the details there. And you can, of course, go to Eventbrite.com and then put in Gullah Geechee Nation or Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, All Mobile Productions, any of those, and you will see consistently the events that are going on that we are co-sponsoring or we are supporting that we know are being done by native Gullah Geechees. If you are definitely going to come on down to the Gullah Geechee Nation for Memorial Day weekend, there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on. That's when Spoleto kicks off in Charleston. Well, that's not a Gullah Geechee event, but there are some Gullah Geechee performing artists that have different things featured throughout that Spoleto time. But definitely if you're coming to Beaufort, for that weekend, plan for the Gullah Low Country Dinner Theater at Tabernacle from 5.30 to 7.30 on the Friday, all right? And then the Friday night, 9 o'clock, go up to Jade Island Cuisine. This is make on orange, you know, but they're here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And that night, they're featuring the musical Gladys Night done by the one and only Gwenevet. all right? So Gwenevet and T.S.O. T-S-O. DJ Soul, they're going to be doing a Gladys Night tribute that night. And so it's going to be a wonderful party. There's a DJ. You can come out, eat some nice Caribbean food and have drinks. There's a bar. There's a wonderful outdoor space with lighting and everything. So it'll be something nice for that Friday night to just relax and mellow out. And then Saturday, be there at 10 a.m. for the Harriet Tubman Monument dedication ceremony where there's going to be a groundbreaking and then you can walk right on over to the Gullah Festival activities on the Henry C. Chambers Waterfront Park and then there's a whole lot of other things that folks have going on in any number of places and one of the great things I wanted to say for last is the fact that as many of you know who are coming to the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival, the theme this year for that first weekend in August, and if Hona Wan Go, go to GullahGeechee.info. If Hona Wan Go, go to GullahGeechee.info. If you are going to come down for that, bring your drums, bring your chairs, bring the gifts you want to give to the ancestors, because... God willing, we will have Hunting Island State Park back open by the time we do our Harriet Tubman Monument dedication. And we want the Fowey Ancestors Gathering of the Ancestors in August to be the largest that we've ever had of the African diaspora. 
It is about spiritual reconnection and the continued reenfranchisement of our people. And if Hunter One know truly who we be, then Hunter need for come and make sure you get to the government. So we pray that you take the journey to come here to actually meet with us, celebrate with us, and financially empower us. Don't feel like going to the hotel somewhere else near a festival or an event means you gave the money to the Gullah Geechee's because those aren't Gullah Geechee-owned hotels. They're largely not Gullah Geechee-owned restaurants if you don't see them on that blog that I wrote. And so if you have any other questions about whether they are or not, I gave you the resources that you can connect directly with us. We can answer your questions for you. And so they say to know to do something right and not to do it is sin. So it would be a sin and a shame that you come down and, again, don't support financially the people of the Gullah Geechee Nation out of that $2.1 billion industry. We pray there's a billion of you that Yeti we and support the Gullah Geechee spiritually and financially. Tanky, tanky. This year the Queen Quet head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. We're so glad he hung a tune in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. But true, this year, the we show. Peace and blessings. I see you here for Gullah Geechee, Bike and Beauty, Saturday. Peace and blessings, everybody. Thank you. We 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 thank you.